Hello and welcome to episode 15 of IBE. I'm Isabel, your host for today's podcast episode. So today, I have my good friend and classmate Xian here with me to share about her love for Spanish and how she took Spanish at Initial, which is part of a language B language that you can take. So before I go on, do follow us on Instagram at the IB Experience and also email us at myibexperience at gmail.com just to ask more questions about subject combinations or anything that you have about the IB. Okay, Shen, without further ado, would you like to introduce yourself? Okay, so uh, I'll go in English first. Uh, I'm Shen and um, my subject combi is uh, history, econ, lit at higher level and bio, math and Spanish at standard level. And how I know Isabel is um, we're classmates, yeah. and um, she gives me free econ tuition sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and she's been a really, really good friend through um, through the IB experience. Um, right now, I'll try to uh, introduce myself in Spanish. It's been I'm a little rusty right now because it's been a few months of not <laughs> not speaking it. So, um, hola amigos, uh, me llamo Shen, y uh, soy uh, estudiante in in uh, estudiante uh, y vivo en Singapore. Uh, tengo 19 años y me interesa en en uh, campo a través en el campo a través y uh, y uh, espero espero uh, seré el la periodista en el futuro. <laughs> a little nervous. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, Shen, um, yes, not many people decide to take initial or hmm. Spanish in that matter. I think in our school, only Spanish and French was. Oh yeah, and yeah. then there's Malay. Yeah, Malay, Malay, yeah, Malay Tamil. Tamil. Yeah. So, so what spurred you to choose? Spanish mm. <laughs> Uh Well, um, I've actually got like, um, I think I found like four main motivations for me that, um, that helped me to decide, uh, like to to decide taking, um, Spanish at at mm. IB. Um, I, I actually found this recently. I was actually interested in learning Spanish since a young age, like. So I found like a bit of my notebook in primary school and there were like Spanish and English word translations <laughs> on it. So I mean, there was like simple words like, oh, what's bird in Spanish? And it was like, what's like, oh, the numbers from like, I think one to 20 or something like that. So, and then me, like my, my handwriting then, <laughs> in my handwriting then. So I think um, there's always been that interest in like learning new languages and I mean, Spanish in mm-hmm. particular. and. Yeah, so um, I think that's one of the, one of like um, my main motivations for like taking up Spanish is like, oh, I finally had the chance to do it, and mm-hmm. um, I mean like you could have classes outside, but I mean first of all they cost money, and and also more time spent outside school. So I think like for all those years, like um, like it all led up to like this year well uh, not this year but you know the the year the first year in IB where I was able to take Spanish and I was really excited to do so that was what drove the excitement mainly um 
Spanish is also like the second most commonly spoken language in the world after Chinese. So oh, it's wow. actually very, very useful because you can talk to a huge part of the world. Mm. So, and like um, Spanish being spoken in most of South America except Brazil and, um, and of course with Spain. <laughs> yeah. Um, my cousins, oh, fun fact. Yes, my cousins speak Spanish because they live in South America and Chile. Um, so, I mean, speaking Spanish, um, you know, I, I will be able to speak Spanish with them. And actually for my Spanish oral exam, I practice with, um, practice with my aunt because my aunt is also, you know, living there as well. And, and, uh, yeah, so it's, it's very interesting to be able to talk to them in a language other than Chinese and English. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, Spanish. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's really interesting. And, um, yeah, there's this drill I, I get with learning languages. I mean, it's pretty evident since I was a kid. <laughs> so I, I actually tried learning like a completely new language back in 2018, right? The year before IB. Actually just like the period just before I joined IB, like mm-hmm. so it was like November, December. Mm-hmm. In twenty eighteen I learned to speak Korean and I went for classes mm-hmm. and it was wow, it was so exciting because learning a new language really opens up your eyes to like a, a whole new world mm-hmm. and like a whole new culture and people and I think to be able to speak to them in their language, although, you know, it's a, a, you know, you get a little bit self-conscious during <laughs> and you kind of fumble your way around. But I think most people appreciate when you speak their language, like, even though you don't speak it well. <laughs> but I mean, they're, most of the time, they're pretty open to helping you and, you know, being patient and understanding with you. And, yeah, so it's, it's really easy to connect with other people in the sense if you speak their language. Yeah. Yeah, so I think those are very exciting and good reasons to consider taking uh, another language, uh, especially for, yeah, app initial language. Uh, I think it's good to note that if you took a third language in, uh, in your four years in secondary school, you won't be allowed to take that subject mm-hmm. in app initial. So the idea is you come in with a fresh view, not knowing or having any background on this language. And it's really just immersing yourself in the language over the two years. Mm-hmm. So for our school, Chinese B was only in one year, and we took it in the end of year five. But for App Initial, it spanned across two years. So you would take it uh, at the end of year six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we get into the meat of the syllabus of App Initial. <laughs> you want to share what the syllabus covers? Okay, so <laughs> I can ask for my textbook. Um, so uh, we use the Spanish textbook a lot, um, but my teacher comes out with her own worksheet. So it's quite, um, it's very much suited to our learning style, and I mean, she sets the pace as well. As well. So, uh, well, we've got, I mean, we've got writing, we've got reading comprehension. I mean, it's okay. Just just think of whatever you have in like maybe like English. In, in secondary school and then think about it okay this that's all in Spanish so that's kind of like what the syllabus <laughs> is so you get, you get writing which means you get like um, like composition you also get like a situational writing mm. of sorts <laughs> and um, and uh, you get um, reading um, comprehension yeah so uh, you do I think you do like three or four um, comprehension passages in in a paper and uh, yeah, it's um, it's that. And then um, so what happened was that we're supposed to have listening comprehension as well, but um, it got cancelled. Like 
I think about a few months leading up to the exam. So it was it was quite a relief for most of us <laughs> because listening comprehension in Spanish, like for Spanish M initial, was actually really, really tough because mm. um the Spanish pride themselves and like okay, generally the Spanish love to speak um Spanish really, really quickly. So every conversation seems like oh, like, are they just competing to, to speak faster? Like, who's speaking faster? And I, I don't know how they understand it, but they just they just do. <laughs> they're, like, rapping. They're so good at it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so uh, it's very hard to catch, especially if you're not, like, a native speaker. Mm. And they've also got different accents, and they will include those accents in, like, listening comprehension examination with, like, the expectation that you know what wow. they're doing. Yeah, so um, that's the tricky part. <laughs> So uh, when it was cancelled, it was actually a huge relief to many of us because that would be, Living Compre would actually be the one that would um, kind of like threaten to, <laughs> to pull your Spanish grade down. Okay. Yeah. So is it removed permanently from the syllabus? Uh, or was it just because of COVID? It was actually just because of COVID. Okay. Yeah. So like they were like, oh, you know, maybe some schools won't be able to prepare for this in time. Because mm. I think, um, I think it's quite, quite common for most schools to leave listening concrete to a little bit like you know like maybe in the second year or the end of the mm. first year um i think my, my teacher actually started it quite early so uh, i mean but it's <laughs> for yeah. us we're not we're not native speakers so like we yeah. still like we still struggle to grasp things like in a very very um quick fashion so yeah. we we can't so so it was just yeah a huge relief to most of us mm. uh and then we've got the oral component. So we don't have um, an internal assessment where we have like a written assignment mm. or a presentation of sorts, but we have um, our IA or everything is, is um, counted in like your oral. oral. Mm. So um, in the oral exam, we have about, we have two, two parts to it. So the first part is like a two minute description. Actually, okay, I'm speaking um, based on like the 2020 syllabus. Mm. Yeah, so I'm not sure if the syllabus has changed because I know for quite a lot of subjects have changed, but mm. hopefully for the M initial subjects, it has not changed. So I'm speaking, yeah, speaking based on the 2020 service. Um, so it's like two minutes of describing a picture. So we're given a picture. Um, this picture will usually be set, set in like Spain or in like um, Latin America. Mm. Um, and you're supposed to describe it. So like, oh, you know, these, these children are in a classroom. Um, you know, that's, oh, I can, I know it's a, it's, it's um, somewhere in Spain or Latin America because I see like Spanish words on the whiteboard or something mm -hmm. like that. So you you have to describe that and you're given two minutes for it. Um, I think, I'm not sure if there's an element of, okay, wait, that before the exam, you'll be given some time to prep. So it's kind of like an IOC. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> in, in that sense. Yeah. So um, uh, you have two minutes to kind of like give your report mm -hmm. and, and like describe the picture. And... Um, and then um, for the second part, it's like a conversation. So you're supposed to hold a conversation completely in Spanish for about 10 minutes. And um, it'll just be like question, answer. And you can also ask the, the examiner questions. And then, yeah, it can really be like a conversation. Mm -hmm. And for Spanish, like they really, they really, really like it when you when you get creative. And, you know, when, when you really like, when it becomes like a real conversation. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, they, they really like that. Like they don't, they won't think like, oh, you know, you're talking back to the teacher or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's not like a teacher question. You always, you always answer. It's mm -hmm. kind of like, oh, you know, let it be like a natural thing. Mm -hmm. they, they really like that spirit. I think it's embodied in like the Spanish culture. <laughs> yeah. 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 Is there any uh, specific 
broad categories, specific and broad is oxymoron. Is there any broad <laughs> general categories that they give uh, for the oral? Oh, like the topics? Yeah, the topics. Like oh, okay. So uh, the topics, will, they will always relate back to Spanish and you know, Spanish culture, Latin American culture. So you, they expect you to be well-versed in it. Because, okay, um, so the textbook that we use is um, it's called like Diverso Basico. Uh, and um, it's by... It's um, published by like um, Espanol Lengua Extranjera, ELE, or I think there's like an SGEL as well. I'm not sure what it stands for, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's um, it's um, A1 and A2 level. So um, like uh, in the textbook, actually, like after every um, so they give you like topics first. So they give you like like sports or nutrition, and then mm. something. So after every topic, they'll link it actually to a country like a Spanish-speaking country. So that's why you're that that's why you're expected to um to know like um about like the about Spanish culture and its people as well. So mm-hmm. for example, like um they linked um something like climate to clima, yeah. They link like clima to like climate to Argentina, Argentina. So it's quite interesting, like. So there's like a there's like that feature part <laughs> in every um every topic that you cover. So there's like a whole it's a whole range of topics actually. Mm-hmm. It's like there's like uh, education. There's like um there's like travel. There's like communication. There's health. There's work. There's <laughs> there's a whole bunch of mm-hmm. whole bunch of topics and um yeah it's it's actually really really interesting. I think you. I think the Spanish initial course in IB actually gives you like a very very good um, grasp of like the basics of the language. Mm. Yeah, seems like a lot of good grasp. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. Uh, then we can move right along to having certain struggles <laughs> of learning this subject. Oh. Yes. <laughs> there are many, <laughs> but I mean, at the end of the day, it's actually actually really worth it like mm. i remember feeling oh okay so i'm starting at the end in mind huh <laughs> starting at the end so actually after the ib exams um i was talking to a friend and we were like we were like asking ourselves like hey do we regret this and you're like no like definitely not mm. like like well it's really a lot of struggle like a lot of like oh there's so many days i'm just like why am i doing this <laughs> but i think like through that process like you actually get to answer yourself like why am I doing this? You actually like find answers and it's a very, very rewarding process. Like and then at the end of the day you're like, wow, it's like two years and I've learned a new language and I you know, I can, you know, converse like, you know, in a very basic sense. Like I can converse with someone else in, mm-hmm. in Spanish and like you're like, Wow, <laughs> yay. <laughs> yeah, so um okay, yeah. So moving on to the challenges and struggles. So um, I remember for the very first, um, the first thing that came to mind as um, I thought of challenges and struggles was um, grammar. Like, <laughs> Spanish grammar is really, okay, personally, I don't know, maybe maybe it's easier for, um, you know, for, for, for everyone else, but <laughs> Spanish grammar is hard to grasp. Like, there's, um, first of all, there's so many tenses, and second of all, there's so many ways of conjugating a verb. And also, there is, Wow, there's just um, like so many irregular verbs. Like for every tense that you have, there's gonna be like a few irregular verbs that just 
like completely veer off the the conventional con conjugation that you get and like you have to hard you have to hard memorize those like there's just no way around it mm. so when you need to con when you need to conjugate them like in dance and things you need to know it like okay like oh this is an irregular verb I need to conjugate it in this particular way and sometimes it's really hard to remember because it's just so unlike the other mm. conjugations that you you um you get to deal with and um you have an example oh yeah okay I was okay yeah I was Okay, I was actually telling Izzy just now about I am. So, um, am or is or be is like a, a kind of they all kind of mean the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, let's just talk about it in present tense. Like, so, um, I am in Spanish is you is you soy or you usually just say soy, um, because you know, soy kind of refers to I. So, like mm-hmm. you. So, it's like unspoken. So you just say soy most of the time. So, so I am is you soy, and then. Uh, you are in Spanish is uh, tu eres. So um, eres. So usually people just say eres, kind of like soy. Soy eres. So um, eres is like um, it comes from the root word root verb of ser, which is to be or you know, <laughs> is to be. So uh, so um, yeah, for that one you have to. It's an irregular verb. You have to you have to memorize it. Um, so it's like. Uh, your soy and to it is so it's like there's no like you know like no, no similar <laughs> there's no connection between it unlike like other verbs like okay like just now i use the verb um esperar which is like to hope so um so uh, if i say like yo espero so i hope right um uh and uh for you hope is it'll be like tu esperas so usually there's like the o and the and the I mean, there's a whole, there's a list of conjugations that are like pretty, um, pretty, um, how do you say, pretty conventional, like it just follows a pattern. Mm-hmm. So, esperar, uh, okay, so I'm thinking of another verb. It's actually easier, um, you know, if you find it online, I think you can just search like <laughs> Spanish conjugation. It's easier to see it like visually Absolutely. rather than, rather yeah, than yeah, or, yeah. or like orally. So, um, I mean, I'll just try to explain it also. So, um, so I talked about esperar, which is to hope. So, espero, yo espero, and uh, tu esperes, uh, tu esperas, sorry, and then um, another verb like viajar, which is like to travel, uh, like uh, yo viajo, and tu viajes. So it's like uh, you kind of see a pattern, like like there's like the o and there's the and there's the as oh. or the s. Uh, yeah. So yeah, most verbs like in the present tense, like they fall under that, like uh, you. So you know, it's like the I, you, she. Uh, he, uh, she, he, and him, and everything, him mm-hmm. and her, and then there's like the you all, they, and then there's the them. Yeah. So usually the verbs just form in that like order, and you kind of just conjugate in in that um in that pattern. But then like for verbs like ser, which is like to be, and it's in a regular, <laughs> you get like yo soy, tu eres, and then uh uh el, ella, uh usted es. So it's like el, ella, usted is like um, he, she, and um, usted is like a like a how do you like formal you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like a, so it's like eh, uh, soy, eres, es, and then there's they have like uh, yeah, and then it just it, it's just like a very irregular thing. Oh wow. my gosh, I think I spent a long time. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> thank you for the micro lesson. <laughs> yeah. 
it's it's definitely easier to um see it like visually online. Uh, so I would recommend you to just like give it a Google search and mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll be able to see it. I think if like people explain it on like, YouTube show it's definitely like better than what I'll do right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so those are like the struggles of grammar, I think. And that's just like the very basic struggle. Like there are lots of um so there are lots of other struggles in grammar as you move along, like there's like the past past participle and then there's like past tense i think past tense is a struggle because you get like there are two kinds of past tense and you need to know which one to use and sometimes even up to now i am still confused as to which to use because it's just it's like you need to remember those specific contexts and you need to to use it mm. <laughs> for use like oh this is the certain past past tense for use for this context yeah so it's like i don't know how the spanish people do it like you know you know any anyone who's spanish like a native speaker like you know, listening to this, like, please teach me how to to think about it on the spot because I know that I will definitely need to carry a little notepad around if I if I ever need to use past tense <laughs> or just use a very simple past tense. But that's also a bit wrong. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just hope that you know what I'm saying. And, um, so there's like different tenses and then different um conjugations and irregular verbs, mm. and then the Spanish people also have this. Um, new tense like you don't have it in English so English you have like basically like um, present past and future right Spanish people have like a they've got like a new tense out of that so Spanish people do have not Spanish people but Spanish does have, does have like past present future and like you know all the participles mm. and whatnot they also have this tense called like subjunctive so they only use it for like certain things so subjunctive tenses um I'm trying to recall because like this has been a while. <laughs> it's been like two to three months since the exams. So subjunctive tenses are um like they use it for like uh I think like wishes, um, or like oh I hope for something, like they say okay. That's like I, I wish for something, I wish that, or da 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 da. And then um they use it for emotions also. They use it um there's actually a whole bunch, there's a whole list of like like things that they use it mm. for and sometimes like when you use a subjunctive tense like oh yeah i think there's only a certain there's only a few contexts where you can use it and i don't know why sometimes like some some of them seem to fall outside those fixed ones so i'm also wondering like <laughs> wait how do you how do you think of using it mm. but yeah apparently like the native people there native spanish speakers use it really really well and i mean they use it most of the time so it's like oh <laughs> okay <laughs> I don't know how to deal with that, so I mean, please teach me <laughs> if you are a native speaker. I'll be really, really interested to learn because it's it's really quite it's it's like something that where I think as a native speaker speaker it's like very natural to you, but as like from someone like looking in on the from the outside, it's like what is this? I've never heard of this concept before. So yeah, it's um those are the tricky parts of I think learning Spanish. Um, I think just now I mentioned about listening. Uh yes, listening is definitely something quite um quite difficult to grasp <laughs> because you're like trying to process like okay, first of all, like who are they talking about? Like are they talking about themselves or other people? Are they talking are they speaking in um you know present past tense, like which tense? Mm. And then sometimes you have to like decipher the verb from which tense it is because you're like, wait, what's happening? So you have to like decipher the verb, the tense. And like the object, like if like if there are some like objects or like things on or like proper nouns where you don't know the vocab for, you're also like, huh, what's that? <laughs> what's that? 
So, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so there's the listening part that you have to listen and decipher like really, really quickly because mm-hmm. they speak really fast. <laughs> and um, there's also vocab. I think for, for vocab, like vocabulary, um, for Spanish, it's like there's some words that are like, oh, yeah, it really makes sense. Like, like yeah, I can totally guess the meaning from that. Uh, like, um, okay, let me think of some words. Like, I think, okay, like, example for cat, like the word cat, el, el gato, kind of, it's, kind of, it's like oh, a little bit similar. So, you can kind of guess, and I think, okay, wait, there are other words. Let me, I can find some words, actually. I'm just gonna take my notebook out <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, let me think of it, like, take a lot of notes. <laughs> yeah, you do. I, I have like this whole book of vocab that. Um, mm. okay, um, let me think of like. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, okay, like potato is uh, like uh, patata. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense, makes yeah. sense. <laughs> so it's like, um, uh, yeah, so for that one, it's like, it's like there's some words that are just like, wow, you know, it's like the same thing. And like, um, example, like the word. Um, Oh, okay, like, oh, like, example, like, paradise, it's like, paraíso, paraíso, mm. yeah, so it's like, kind of, there's like, a little bit of similarity, in fact, like, there's many, many words where there's, there's like, so many similarities in English, so I think that's the thing that I like about the Spanish language, just sometimes you can guess, so, I mean, you can use that in, you know, reading comprehension, when you don't know <laughs> what word that is, mm. yeah, and you can just guess, yeah, so, um, so yeah, that's like I think the vocab part, like it's something that you have to build up on your own. And um I mean there are lots of lots of tools that can help you build up your vocab. Um I usually I use the Spanish um dictionary a lot, so it's just like S P A N I S H and then D I C T. So you can download it download the app or use um use the, the website because they've got like they've got like grammar quizzes and I love that because um they like they show you where you're wrong and then you can like oh you can correct it on the spot and then they also give you like a grade for it like okay like maybe you got like 39 or 40 for a quiz and i'm like okay like you know i kind of know this grammar rule well mm. and um yeah they've got like a like brilliant like um brilliant like a whole like collection of res- resources mm. and um yeah and they've also got like um like little tutorials mm. so it's actually quite it's very very structured and yeah it's a very good t- tool so it's like spanish um dictionary essentially um there's also um a speaking um a language speaking app um it's called like Falo. i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing it right <laughs> but uh it's like f-a-l-o-u and it's like uh the the logo or the icon is like a blue monkey <laughs> and you can find it on um you can find it on app store um and then it's it's like a speaking app where you can record yourself speaking and they'll grade it Ooh. which is which is so cool i think they use probably there's probably some ai involved in that which is yeah which is really cool so if you really don't have anyone to speak to or if you're really self, self-conscious of speaking to someone else who's like especially like you're speaking in front of a practicing with a native speaker and you're a little bit you know scared <laughs> you can you can use the app and so you record your voice like speaking that and then um They'll grade you. They'll be like, okay, you know, you're pronouncing it wrong. Try again. Then you can try again. And mm. yeah, it's quite supportive in that sense. Um, yeah. So and in that you can in that way you can build up vocab. You can build up your speaking and listening skills. Um, you can build up 
grammar skills too. I think like Spanish dictionary has a lot of grammar resources and I used I used it a lot throughout like my two years in IB. Um, one thing to note though is like um, you shouldn't depend too much on the dictionary because I know it's really really like easy to you know want to use a Spanish dictionary or Google Translate to check <laughs> your language like especially your writing um, you're writing like comp compositions and whatnot. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to just like depend on it but um, I think maybe for the first part of learning Spanish you're like yes you know you can use it and have, have fun have fun with it and um, even for paper two actually like comprehension and everything it's very easy to just like oh I don't know this word let me go check the dictionary now mm -hmm. as I'm doing it but um, I think one thing to know is that yeah I shouldn't depend on dictionary too much because you you won't have these resources during the exam mm. so um, what what I did was that okay um, like for for paper one if I didn't know a word I had to like express myself in a different way other than you know like what I'm thinking about and uh, I struggled with like um, thinking in English and trying to just translate my head <laughs> and then okay to Spanish but um, it, it actually like um, it won't get you very far because I mean I was stuck at like a plateau for the longest time in terms of like marks and everything so um, try to like you know like let go of that like don't think about it in English think about it in Spanish and I think a way to do it is to really immerse yourself in the language like mm. you know like listen to Spanish read Spanish like for um, um, like for a while like before the IB exams I was reading like Pablo Neruda's like poems so his poems are in Spanish um, he's actually like the he was the ex-president of Chile <laughs> and he wrote like amazing love poems <laughs> so I was reading those like I mean half the time I didn't understand what what <laughs> what he was saying but it was very pretty language and um I mean the edition that I happened to read had like English translation mm. so I mean I, I would cover up the English and I would just read it out and um I tried to like you know think of hey what's he saying and then mm. I was like okay like um, open up the English translation and you know compare a little bit and if there was I don't know I'll just note it down my notebook um and yeah that's how you build vocab and and also if you're you're like very conscious of like pronunciation and everything you can also practice just reading out loud um another thing I did to improve my vocab my listening speaking also um is to watch Spanish shows <laughs> so um I think on Netflix you find there's a lot of like Mexican Mexican shows I think I, I don't know why they're producing so much but I think, <laughs> I think like they have like a like a, like they call it like it's not really like soap opera but like it's just like they call it like it, it's like a it's basically like dramas like Spanish dramas but they call it soap like soap opera so it's not really <laughs> opera so I'm not sure why I'm not really sure like why they <laughs> like they call it soap and you can it's literally a genre in um, Netflix so you can mm. check that out um, I really like uh, Money Heist which is La Casa de Papel um, I think it was the first like Spanish show that I watched and um, yeah I learned I actually learned a lot like of like vocab from that show I'll be like oh yeah this this I know this word I know this word <laughs> like when they're speaking I'm like I'm, when I'm able to catch like maybe like some parts of the sentence like three quarters I'm like whoa I'm really really happy so I think I watched it um, yeah I, I, I binged it quite a lot and like I would pause it sometimes just like okay like I need to see this like you know these words like uh, the Spanish subtitles so sometimes I'll just switch it I mean I wouldn't understand a lot <laughs> but I mean I would pick up words I'm like okay I don't understand this word what is this word and I'll check the dictionary and everything mm. and then um, after a while you can you also kind of catch on with the accent and everything which is really helpful for oral by the way <laughs> so and it helps you feel more confident too so um, yeah watching Spanish shows 
Um, okay, so there's this really cool thing that Duolingo does. Not the app, but Duolingo on Spotify. So um, Duolingo in Espanol, which is like a Spotify podcast station. Hey, look, podcast, like, you know, podcast um, <laughs> advertising podcast for another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. So like Duolingo on Spotify, um, they do like um, Spanish podcasts. So um, it's actually very, very user-friendly. I think no matter which, um, where you are in Spanish, um, on learning Spanish, like um, they, they, they have like this part. They, so, okay. so the general idea is that they have a story in Spanish. So they're like kind of like interviewing someone in Spanish. Mm. And this person is speaking and responding in Spanish. And then there'll be a part that is in English right after to kind of sum up whatever they said in Spanish. But it's not like a direct translation. And then... Um, yeah, and they speak at a very, very reasonable pace. <laughs> so there's a huge plus. And also their voices are really nice. <laughs> you can like, you can just listen um, for the beauty of it. I think the stories are, most of the stories are very, very heartwarming mm. and very human. And I think that's something that is also quite, also quite valuable, like, mm. you know, from just listening in. And I mean, if you've missed anything, like they've got like um, trans- transcripts of like their podcast mm. online and I think it helps because okay like personally for me i'm like a visual audio learner like i can't like go like too much audio like okay like or too much visual so like if it's all notes i'm just like ah and if it's all like just listening i'm also a bit like ah. i kind of need like a combination of both mm. so like for this duolingo spotify it was like a perfect mix like i could like read the transcript like and i could also like listen in and it was it was really good so um yeah just some um some uh how do you say some um, little tips to help with um, Spanish as well as resources. Mm. Um, I think, yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of struggles. Um, one of the other struggles that I faced was, uh, well, no one's, no one around me spoke Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in a, on a daily basis, like other than your classmates, who are also struggling as well, like they're also struggling to, to speak Spanish with you and some of them also may be like a bit self-conscious. And um I mean, your teacher's the one speaking Spanish all the time. You're listening to her. You're trying to understand what she's trying to say. <laughs> and um, um, I mean, for me personally, like, um, no one in my class took Spanish with me. So, yeah, most of the time I was surrounded by everyone who was busy marking their Chinese or Malay or, or Tamil or Hindi. And, <laughs> or, like, by the time, like, you reach year six, everyone has finished, like, their... Um, language B, mm. so you'll just be the only one like mugging Spanish, <laughs> and no one would speak it um around you, or even they try to, uh, <laughs> like I mean, Pablo, um, Pablo, 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 Espanol. I mean, I got it from like one of my classmates. His name is Hoji. He's also on another podcast, I think. Is he on another? Shout podcast? out to Hoji. Yeah, he yes. shout out to Hoji from the other podcast. <laughs> Wait, which episode is it? Episode six. Okay, episode six. You can check Hoji out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like Hoji, um, he tries. Like he's just like he like every time I tell him, Oh, I'm going to Spanish and he'll always say Hablo Pablo Espanol and um I'm not sure what it means. Like Hablo is I speak, Pablo is a name in Spanish and Espanol is Espanol, you know, like the language. So it's like I, I Pablo I speak Espanol. So I guess I, I, I yeah, I don't know what it is. Like I don't know what he's trying to mean, but it's quite funny and um, yeah, so that was my only um, that was my only contact with Spanish in my <laughs> class. I always hear these same three words whenever I I went um for Spanish lessons, like before I would leave for Spanish lessons. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
or Pablo Pablo Espanol, and he would always say, it, and he's like, I don't know what I mean, but it sounds so fun, Pablo <laughs> Pablo Espanol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. So it can get a bit like um, discouraging sometimes because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be the only one doing this, and like it's a foreign language, and I mean, I I hear like Pablo Pablo Espanol all the time, but. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really nice that um, like your classmates. I mean, my classmates, your classmates. <laughs> well, it's becoming like a second person thing. <laughs> uh, it's really nice that my classmates like they always try to cheer me on. I think that was the part. That those are like the parts that I remember when when times were tough, especially during the course. Um, yeah, and I mean, is it, yeah, it it gets like um, yeah, quite discouraging sometimes. Um, because you're looking at everyone else finished yeah finish their like language B, IB exams like by the end of year five, at least for our school. Mm. And then like you see them like have free periods all the way in year six and you're just here like, ah, mm. I have finished. <laughs> Sorry, can't draw you off from volleyball. <laughs> I have finished. <laughs> but I think it's like the little bits of strength that you get along the way from people around you. Even like the people who don't speak Spanish or the people who only say Hablo Pablo Espanol. <laughs> like I mean, after a while I was like, hey, I find that pretty encouraging. I mean, I know that I mean, everyone around around me, like all my classmates, they met well, and I mean, although they couldn't understand what I was going through, like I think just cheering, like from the sidelines, was something really, really like something that really gave me a lot of strength. Like, cause I had to climb like about four flights of steps up every time, stairs up. Um, every time I had to go for Spanish lessons, so like people who were like who were like going down these steps, which is usually the people who are having who are having like three periods. <laughs> like, they would they would like see me all the time. They would just give me some encouragement sometimes, mm-hmm. and yeah, just the little bits of strength that you find all around you, and yeah, that's what that's what got me through um, Spanish ed. So thank you, friends, for cheering me on. Um, and despite not understanding, like you know, like the the situation I was in, like the struggles I had, the language, and and like you know the academic rigor of it. Like thank you for supporting me all the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even in like the little things, like <laughs> trying to ask me like, "Hey, what's this in Spanish?" <laughs> like this is that that was that was um something that's something that I always remember. Yeah. And I guess from there we can go on to highlights and high points of teaching oh. Spanish. <laughs> high points. Um, I think there are many. Um, my Spanish class was a very um, it's a very supportive environment. Mm-hmm. So, like. Like even if we made mistakes, like everyone was just like either like sometimes the mistakes are really funny, so you just laugh it off and things like that, <laughs> or like you just like help each other, like you kind of like you know like as iron sharpens iron, <laughs> you kind of like you know help each other and um, uh, you help each other become better. I think especially um, I think one of the high points like right before IB, especially like the oral exam, because everyone is like really really nervous for oral, cause any topic could come out and um. Well, I mean, if you don't know, like, you know, specific jargon for the topic in Spanish, you're mm. like, oh no, <laughs> what are we going to do? So, like, I think everyone was helping each other out. Um, actually, before the exam, we all assigned, like, some topics to do, like, just to, like, you know, prep. And then everyone will come together with their prepared material so that, because um, there's, like, over 20 topics that you can pick from, choose from, and we had, like, 20 people in class. So everyone will like kind of like pick one or like some people do like the same topic and then you come up with different vocab or different like ideas and we all just kind of converge you know our ideas and and discuss about it in Spanish and 
I mean, like sometimes most of the time, like when you're comfortable and all with English, you kind of just slip into it during lessons, right? <laughs> and um, I guess like your classmates are also there, or at least my classmates are also there to like encourage other to eh, speak Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like eh, speak you know, speak Chinese, speak Chinese. <laughs> but I mean, this time it's Spanish, yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So it's a uh, my classmates were very supportive. I was very very blessed to have them. Um. And my teacher as well, like, she, I think she she, re- she was very, very experienced in, um, you know, teaching Spanish as a second language. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, I think she was really, really thoughtful, like, about how we will approach the language, like, you know, certain things that we were afraid of to encourage us to try, like, um, and I think she did a really, really good job of, like, engaging all of us because Spanish lessons were really, like, no, not like any other lesson in school. Like for most lessons in school, it's like uh, lecture or tutorial. Yeah. But for Spanish, it was games. Mm. It was like there were so many games we play. Even like literally like doing like prelim periods, like games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, were, we we played lots of games, and we had like lots of fun, as well as like learning throughout the course. Mm. And like those games, like educational games, and like and like wow, they were they were so so refreshing, you know, um, and um. And well, the games also allowed us to, allowed like my classmates and I to know each other a lot better because mm. it was not group work. Mm. So it was like split with many different people to talk to them and have conversations in Spanish with them. And yeah, I think that's how my, my class, that's how my class was like pretty close, like mm. as, as we, as we got to know each other better and, and also because we we're like, you know, sharing the same struggles <laughs> and everything. So yeah, we got quite close and my teacher made it a point to, to really um immerse ourselves in immerse like all of us in the culture. So mm-hmm. she encouraged us to go for like events or like if she knew like, oh like you know, I have a friend, like my teacher has a friend or has has like many friends who uh, <laughs> they run like, you know, like Spanish eateries oh, and really? restaurants. So she would encourage us to like, hey, you know, eat this eat you know, send us the men she would send us the menu of, like, hey, you know, you can eat this with nice. your family this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you can get a discount. <laughs> or like um I remember um she invited us to this like um Spanish festival. It's actually a, actually a Mexican festival, but I mean like the Spanish community in Singapore just comes together to celebrate it. It's called like it's a it's like All Souls Day or like the Day of oh, the Dead. So okay, it's like Dia okay. de los Muertos. It's uh they have like a the Spanish community or the Mexican community like um they kind of um put that up every year in Hopa Villa. I think I think most of the times in Hopa Villa. Yeah. Um and I remember I remember going in like that in like twenty nineteen. I think it's um yeah I think it was in November. And it was wow, it was so like it's so it was so culturally rich. And it was really it really felt like I was somewhere else, like mm. you know. <laughs> and wow, it was it was really, really eye opening and so colourful. Like Dia de los Muertos is like, yeah, day of the dead. But it's wow, it's just so colourful and mm. and um it yeah, you really you really like um immerse yourself and you should immerse yourself in the culture and in the of, of the language that you're learning because I think it really, really helps a lot. And, it helps you to fall in love with the language you're learning as well. I think, um, personally, I, I fell in love with the Spanish language, and and I think there are many, um, as a Singaporean, there are many many um, good points and attitudes like that maybe like we should um take on you know, um from the Spanish people mm-hmm. like, I think um the Spanish people at least like the Sp- Spanish society is really not as um. How do you say, like, you know, compared to Singaporean society, like, really competitive and everything. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so exactly. 
um, like the Spanish society and the people are a lot more laid back. And I mean, I watched a lot of Spanish nature documentaries also, like about the Andes Mountains or something mm. like that. And I really love those. <laughs> yeah, and um, I mean, you see, like people do lots of soul searching there, and they really like, like there's no shame in doing that. Like people literally just like, oh, I moved like you know to the mountains, like cause I love the mountains, like, and it's like. And it's like no surprise to them. It's just like a normal thing. Like for us, it's like everyone like, you know, gets a big shock. Like, oh, what are you doing? Why are you leaving like a high paying job or something like yeah. that? Like to do soul searching and whatnot. <laughs> but people for people there it's like it's a normal thing. And it's like it's a huge part of their lives, in fact. And I think, you know, there are lots of lessons to learn from that. Like as Singaporeans living in a really competitive society. <laughs> we need to learn to chill a bit sometimes. So I mean, whenever I'm stressed, sometimes I think of like, what are Spanish people doing? I'm like, oh, yes, okay, maybe I should, you know, cut myself yeah. some slack also. Yeah, and I think that's the beauty of it, as you learn more about the culture and everything, you also learn about how the people are like, and what, they are, what are they thinking? Mm. How, how really are they different from you? And you kind of embrace that difference, I think, and mm. embrace that difference, yeah. So... Uh, I think, okay, one thing my teacher did, other than inviting us to Dia de los Muertos, um, the festival in, in, um, in Hopa Villa, was that uh, she also, uh, oh, she definitely introduced us to the food and everything. So I think there was one time um, where she, like, made food, like, for us. <laughs> and it was, like, a breakfast. So it was, like, wow. It was, I think there was, like, gazpacho. Gazpacho is basically, like, a, it's like a dip, like a... What do you call it? Like, it's really a salad dip. Uh, I don't know how to. I don't know how to describe it. But yeah, there's like tomatoes. There's like I think there's I think there's cabbage. I forgot what what. <laughs> I don't think. Okay, maybe there's no cabbage. But <laughs> I forgot what the ingredients were. But it was a very refreshing dip, basically. And um. Uh yeah, and she cooked like a whole bunch of stuff. I forgot like all the names for it. <laughs> she cooked us some like she 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 made some dessert as well. So. Uh yeah, I remember that. That was that was really, really quite interesting. And um yeah, I mean like for her to use like lesson time to, <laughs> to do that is I mean it just shows how much um dedication she has to like, you know, sharing her culture with us and everything. And um yeah, so like really immerse yourself in the culture. If your teacher if your teacher like, you know, um doesn't have the time to do that, like, you know, you can you can try to do that yourself. Mm. Um and encourage your classmates to do that also. Yeah, like if there's like Spanish movie screenings, because I think they do, like I think um, some association has it. Yeah, so they usually screen like Spanish or Hispanic movies. And like they open it to people. So you can go for those as well. I think some of my classmates went. I, I don't have time to go. Yeah, but yeah, so it's a, just let yourself, um, you know, enjoy the process of learning the language and also like, uh, yeah, just, don't be so hard on yourself, <laughs> especially mm. if you're in, you know, in like a very competitive society. Yeah, just just enjoy it. I think that's that's when you will really learn a lot because your heart is so open to to learning anything and everything about the language mm. and the people and the culture. Yeah. Great. So, and then in closing, <laughs> then I guess looking back at taking Spanish at initial. Uh, any regrets and what do you think of how you what do you plan on doing from here on <laughs> mm. okay so um, 
I mean, okay, like just now I said, uh, I definitely did not regret it, like speaking Spanish for two years, and um, maybe forgetting lots of Chinese along the way. <laughs> but I mean, okay, thankfully I still speak Chinese at home with my parents and my grandparents. So it's not so bad. <laughs> maybe like the writing part. <laughs> but I mean, very grateful um, to have um, had the opportunity to learn this language. And also I thank, I, I give like, all the credit to my Spanish teacher because like she really really like she really loves her students and she really wants the best for her students so um and she she tries her very best to engage us like she knows how how tiring IB can get so she's actually like a really really brilliant teacher um shout out to Professora Professora Carmen <laughs> yeah um she was um yeah she she just put in so much effort like engaging us like especially to the games and like the presentation like she made us do like presentations and whatnot like okay like okay guys find out on like maybe like all the different spanish festivals so there's like you know like the the bull festival you know like you wave the flag and then you let the bull oh, run through the streets and then there's la tomatina which is like the festival where you step on the tomatoes or you throw tomatoes <laughs> because there's just so much surplus oh, from the harvest wow. <laughs> yeah so there's like all the different festivals and she definitely let us like um you know explore all the cultural parts and those are the parts that like we think of and we can write about you know in our exams but it was definitely not just for writing about in exams it's about like you know understanding hey you know this is how the spanish people are like <laughs> and um yeah so um thank you um thank you professor gracias muchas gracias for all your all your effort and um yeah like really really thank um really thank um my Spanish teacher um so and and no regrets taking this because um I mean it has really opened a whole new world um uh as to what I'm doing in the future as well I mean uh just now in, in Spanish I told everyone that um, hey I think I'd like to be a journalist <laughs> and um I think um knowing Spanish or knowing more languages than just like um Chinese language in Singapore um, will also help me to, um, you know, have like a international um, aspect, not aspect, but like international like view or like a global outlook mm -hmm. to this, to like um, journalism and, um, you know, like seeking the truth and everything like that. And also talking to people, I think like, like um, learning new languages, like any language for that matter. Um, would definitely help you to, um, you know, like talk to more people and also connect better with other people. Um, so yeah, no regrets um, at all. Although it was very very hard, but I think at the end of it, um, when you when you finish your Spanish exams, you're like ah, like wow, that was that was a journey, and I know there's so many things that I've learned from this journey, and now I'm going to use it. I'm really really excited to use it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I think, okay, like, definitely along the way, there'll be, like, regrets and, and like, asking yourself, oh, my gosh, why am I doing this? Like, I, like, am I crazy? Like, you know, everyone's just doing their thing. Everyone's doing, like, you know, their mother tongue again in year five. And am I getting seven? Like, you know, what if I don't get seven? I also want to get seven. <laughs> but I think at the end of it, like, there are so many things more than just getting a seven. And, um... I'm really, really glad to say that I, I, I have that I have like so much more than 
a seven and <laughs> I think that's that's something like that's something that will, will last for a longer time mm. also, you know, than just, you know, getting a seven or, you know, setting seven as an end point. I mean, it is important to set goals and everything, but I mean, um, even if you don't reach it, like, you will still have something so valuable with you, which is mm. like, you know, hey, I can speak a language, I can open a whole new world for not just myself, but, you know, for many other people as well. Yeah. So, no regrets. Um, uh, I'm... I'm going to continue, actually, like, continue taking up Spanish and learning Spanish. I mean, okay, I think, like, finding people to speak it with will be a bit tough <laughs> in Singapore. It's like, hola! <laughs> yeah, I'm like, eh, who speaks Spanish? And you see whose head turns around at hola, but I mean, like, everyone knows hola, so... <laughs> yeah, so, um... Uh, actually, I'll be taking... I'll be, I actually want to take um, a Spanish exam. Um, in in May, it's called like GELE. It's like the Spanish, like the official exam for like if you want to get like certified. So, because like IB, you do like um, levels A one and A two. Um, so I'll be taking a B one exam. So so they've got like stages. So A one and A two are like the easiest, and then B one B two is like intermediate, and then C one C two is like you know the really really hard and <laughs> yeah expert level. So um. Yeah, so um, I, I'll be taking, um, at least I'm planning to take like the exam uh, in May with um, one of my classmates because like um, we decided, hey, you know, let's, you know, let's get a certification. And um, yeah, so I'm really, really looking forward to taking that exam and also having like online classes. Like, so we, we found a tutor on classgap.com. Um, it's this like site where you can um, get like Spanish lessons like um, online. And I think like they also provide you like material and everything. Mm. So yeah, it's it's a very good way to to like you know like speak with like uh, a Spanish native and mm. and I think like most of them are like they have like certifications to teach like oh I can teach like A one A two level or mm. like B one B two level. So yeah, it's a very very brilliant pl- platform. Yeah. Gracias por escuchar and hasta la vista. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Shen. Thank you so much for listening in to this podcast episode. And as we said, do feel feel free to email us at myibexperience at gmail.com. Bye. Bye. Bye.